You're listening to another message from the Pentecostal Church in Normal, Illinois. Our mission is to honor God, love people, discover truth. So glad to have you all with us this morning. Today, I've been telling the church for some time that we're going to lay out the vision of 2024 that God has placed on my heart, and I'm going to preach a message that is resemblance of that today, but can we give our praise team a hand clap? They did a phenomenal job this morning. I'm just going to have you stand for just a little bit longer, and I'm going to take you to the book of Matthew, the 26th chapter, and I'm going to read uh, verse 36 through 39 in the King James, and the Bible says this, Then cometh Jesus with them unto the place called Gethsemane. And said unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. He saith unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will but as thou wilt. 2024 is a year for the Pentecost, the church in normal, to press. Press away from not my will, but thine will. We've been being church. We've been playing church. It's time to operate in the physical manifestation of God and allow His power and His authority to flow from the front of the town to the back of the town to the east and to the west and for us to press into not my will but thine will. Pray with me this morning. Lord Jesus, I'm so thankful, God, for the opportunity and the privilege to be in your presence, God. The sweet, sweet presence and Savior, God, of your scent and your aroma, God, saturating this house, Lord. I pray today, God, that you would challenge us, you would press in us, God, and you would most importantly encourage us, God, to press in to all that you are and all that you have, Lord. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated this morning if you're going to preach with me. If you're not going to preach with me, stay standing. (laughs) I knew there was one. I knew there was one. I hear preachers say that all the time and everybody hurries up and sit down. I I always enjoy it when the one stays standing up. (laughs) Come on, Dave, get up here. I need I need. It is a familiar place in Scripture where our opening text comes from this morning, Matthew 26. You hear a lot about it and preached a lot about it, especially during the Easter season, which we're not on the Easter season, but I believe God has more in His Word than just a message for a particular holiday. I believe every day is a day for the Word, and it's particularly in this chapter where we find at the beginning, we find the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and we find that they have finally plotted to officially kill Jesus. It's the establishment of where we are going in the Scripture. They have been mad at Him up to this point. They have been trying to set Him up up to this point, and they have finally come together with Caiaphas, and they have finally found a solution to get rid of the proverbial thorn in their side. We skip down and we find that Jesus is at the home of Simon the leper. 
Well, he's no longer a leper because Jesus healed his body. Jesus still heals bodies. Did you know that today? Jesus still performs miracles. Did you know that today? It doesn't matter the pressure that was on the Lord. He was still doing the work that He came to do. you got to hear me this morning because there is a fervor in my voice today, but it's an understanding. We're not just here to play church. We're here to be the body of Christ. And we are here to be His arms and His feet in this hour. He was at the home of Simon, formerly known as the leper's house. And a woman came in to anoint his head with a box of alabaster. And she poured the anointing oil down and it flowed over him, representing the atonement oil that was going to be put on his body for the embalming. They had no idea. They had no idea. It was just a weird occasion. Matter of fact, it's what set Judas on the course that it set him on. I'm not going to go through all that. But we skip down a little farther and we find that Judas goes with the Pharisees and the Sadducees and he's tempted by 30 pieces of silver. Tempted, he was close, or than many, he was close as the 12 to Jesus and it was 30 pieces of silver that tore him away. Understand what I'm saying this morning. If we're not constantly pressing, we are constantly being pulled away. If we are just thinking that it's okay to stand and be still, we are moving farther away from God. If we don't continue to press, separation, and then for 30 pieces of silver we'll trade. Everything that we ever were. And Judas betrays Jesus. But the story continues in Matthew 26. And Jesus and His disciples have entered Jerusalem for the first day, the Bible tells us, of the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. It's the, it's the, 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 the front side of the uh, freedom... Oh man, I'm getting my words tied up. It's back... You can take the festival of the unleavened bread. Bear with me, I'll get there. You can take the festival of the unleavened bread all the way back to the time when the children of Israel were in bondage and captivity and the God, God prepared them. He said, prepare yourself, sanctify yourself, cleanse yourself from anything that's Egyptian and get ready for the travel. And it was this that led up to the Passover and it's here where we find the disciples and Jesus partaking of that last Supper, you all know the story? Are you all with me this morning? The Bible tells us they sang a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. It's pretty interesting because I have heard this and I have preached this several times. But God's word is always fresh and new to where he delivers something to you on occasion. I have always read about the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I have just took it as two places. That's it. Just two places. A Mount of Olives. I really didn't even realize that olives grew on that mount. Did you know that? I just thought it was another one of those Hebrew names to stand for something. The Garden of Gethsemane. I I didn't realize that it had significance to the Mount of Olives. I didn't realize that they went together in any form or fashion. And you can say, wow, he's the pastor. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) You could say that. But you could also say, wow, what are the things that I'm missing in the Word of God right now? What are the things that He wants to reveal into me? And I began to study this. And as they went out to the Mount of Olives, Jesus tells Peter, 
on that mount with the other disciples that Peter, the bold Peter, the Peter that he said upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That Peter, he said, Peter, you're going to deny me. Oh, not me, Jesus. But Peter, you're going to deny me. And then from the Mount of Olives, Jesus and his disciples find themselves down in the Garden of Gethsemane. They were connected to each other, the Mount and the Garden. The Mount was on the top of the slope and the Garden was on the slope side of the hill. The Mount is where the olives grew, but it was in the Garden where the olives were to be crushed and the olives were to be pressed. It's where I get the thought and the vision for what God has for us in 2024. We are a church that wants to honor God and love people and discover truth. But we just can't hang our hats on that. We've got to press in to the definition of all that that is. The Garden of Gethsemane. It's a word formed from two Hebrew words. Gat, which means a place for pressing oil. And shamanen, which means oils. Anybody in here like oils? My wife loves oils. My wife loves oils. It was a couple years ago that you couldn't go in a room of my house where there wasn't different oils. You would, you would walk into a room, you'd smell lavender, you'd walk into another smelling citrus. You had no idea. You had no idea what was going on in your life. But it was in this garden that we find Jesus. And it was in this garden that the olives that grew on the tree would be pressed. The olives from the mount would be harvested and they would be brought down the hill by the harvesters and they would be pressed or placed in a mill. Any olive fans in here? Raise your hands up high, you weird people. (laughs) Just the green ones. I knew there were weird people in here. I just didn't know which ones were them. We all know them now. Olives are bitter. But what is interesting about the bitterness of the olive when eaten as a whole is when it's pressed, the complexity and the taste changes. It's not as bitter. Now it's more valuable. Hear me this morning. That olive that grows on the tree that has a pit inside of it. You don't want to eat the pit Right? But the pit grows inside of the olive. When that olive is taken from that tree that is growing on that mount and it is harvested and pulled down and thrown in a mill and a large stone is rolled on top of those olives, do you know what happens? Oil. Church, pressing isn't just about being uncomfortable, it's about oil. It's about holy oil. It's about the move of God that can only come when this flesh is pressed. Stay with me this morning. When pressed, it changes. Its uses increase. The olive that is just a bitter old fruit, little bitty thing, just just little bitty thing hanging on a tree. Its use is increased. You're saying, Lord, what am I good for? What is it, Lord? What's my purpose? Anybody ever wondered that? Now just imagine when that millstone comes upon you and it begins to press. And God begins to work through that oil. And He begins to show all of the talents 
and uses. We, we are sitting like an olive on a tree just waiting to be plucked in our bitterness. And God is saying, if you would just allow me to press into you, if you would just press into me, the real value of the olive's potential is displayed when pressed. Church, she said it in the beginning. She didn't know what I was preaching today. In the natural, God shows us things in the natural so He can show us and display them also in the spiritual. And if you think and you understand that an olive can be pressed and there is more value coming from that oil, then why wouldn't we think that we could be pressed in the spirit, spiritual The harvested olives brought to the garden and placed in the mill. The heavy stone would crush them and it would go round and round and round and round. A pressing is not just a one-time event. A pressing, I will take you to the scripture. The Bible says we die daily because daily we have to have this bitterness fleshed out. Raise your hand if you have flesh. I hope you all do. Even the ones that eat olives, I hope you have that. We all have that flesh. And you know what that flesh wants to do in the morning, especially if you don't get enough sleep and you wake up on the right, wrong side of the bed? It wants to rear its ugly head. There ain't a single one of us that's above it. There ain't a single one of us that by ourselves can beat it. Because that's why we need him. That's why we need to press. But if you don't physically activate yourself in the press, then all you are is sitting on the tree, getting bitter, waiting to drop. And then just be ground into the ground. Three times the olive would be pressed. The first time it produces the most purest of oil. The oil would be used to lamp the fuel fuel in the temple. The first time that olive was pressed, that oil would be collected and it would be given to the priest in the temple to light the candlesticks and light the post. Think of that holy anointed oil. you got to understand the temple. The temple was dark. They needed the light to see. It was the illumination. Church, we've been talking about it on Wednesday nights. We are the light of the world. If we don't allow that oil to flow in our lives, where's the light going to come from? The second pressing, the olive, the, the olive oil was used for medicinal purposes. The pressing was used for good things. My wife using all these oils. I thought she was crazy all this time. And she is just a little bit. But the oil... The oil can heal you. Hear me this morning. By the stripes on his back we were healed. And why do we need to press so we can get closer to that? So we don't have to suffer infirmities. We don't have to suffer through things. We are just travelers passing through. But that doesn't mean we got to walk around like we've been beaten and bludgeoned. Because we have the oil so accessible. The third time the olive was pressed, the oil was used for soap and all different other kinds of things. There was nothing that would go to waste. Could you imagine if the world would get a hold of this concept? Nobody would be killing themselves at the age of 13 and 14. Because they would understand that God has a purpose and a need for them. Church, we wouldn't think we were just coming and sitting on a pew when we realize that God, when we press in, God has so much more in store 
for us. We didn't come here this morning to learn about olives and oil though. We came here to talk about pressing. We came here to talk about Jesus. We came in for the interaction. And His presence was here before we ever got here. It's the significance of the garden and Jesus though. It wasn't a coincidence that Jesus brought His disciples to the garden. And this is where the Lord just opened my mind. Because I just thought it was a place. I didn't think there was any reason for the being there. Jesus understood though the concept of the press. It's why from the meal they walked to the Mount of Olives first. And He probably even pointed out or they noticed all of the olives. But it was commonplace for them at that point. Olives were all around. They were a hardy tree. There's still a mount of olives there. And you can still visit this place. And you could walk down. And Jesus walking through the pits and all of the things. He begins to walk them down to where the real pressing was going to take place. Where the real point of the press. And it was not just the type and shadow. He was physically walking through what was going to take place. Boys, you can stay up there and you can be bitter or you can follow after me. And I'm going to show you what it's like to be pressed by the Father. Come on, anybody with me this morning? And He brought them into the garden and then He takes the three, Peter, James, and John. Those were the three closest to Him. You can read your Scripture. And He brings them deeper into the garden with Him. And He says, I want you to stay right there because there's something on me that I've just, it's just weighted and it's just heavy. You know what it was? It was your sin and my sin. Because fully God was wrapped in fully flesh. And he was there with those boys and he said to separate himself because he said, there's heaviness that's come upon me. And I don't know if I could finish this walk. Anybody ever, it just got hard in the Lord. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody know that walking for the Lord, it just gets hard sometimes. This world is so easy, isn't it? It is. (laughs) It wasn't a trick question. There are going to be thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people that are going to descend upon the sin city this evening. They're going to partake in debauchery and gambling and all that other kind of stuff. And you're going to read about it tomorrow, how it was the greatest of events and the greatest of achievements and the the greatest of greats. And there there will be a loser and there will be a winner and they will be And and you will read that it was the largest watched in all of this kind of great spectacular. And then you'll go about your business and it'll just fade because the next thing will come. And the world just continues to push and to push and to push entertainment and, and industry and culture upon us. And if we're not pushing against it, we're just going to absorb it. And and then it's going to be we're going to be caught in this roller coaster. And that was all on Jesus in that moment. It was all, he knew his mission. He knew what he was there to do to deliver the world from the sins, to be the atonement, the spotless lamb that was necessary. But it was in that garden when the flesh met the spirit that there was a crushing upon him that he felt. And he stood and he stepped aside and with heaviness the Bible tells us that he got down and he prayed and he finishes the sentence with nevertheless. Nevertheless, not my will but yours. And he gets up 
And he walks back to his disciples, the three, and what does he find? They're sleeping. We can stay right there all day. That, that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I want us to focus on. Because he then goes and he then prays for a second time. And what does he pray? The same thing that he prayed the first time. Hear me. You think press is just one service. God is showing us that it's a continual pressing into Him. Because it was that first time that He was so heavy. We will get to the scripture where He sweated blood. It was that heavy. But then the second time, He goes and it doesn't become comfortable. But He said, no, this is the mission. This is the plan. This is the habit. This is the work. This is the, the attitude. This is what it's all about. And he gets back up and he goes to see the disciples. And what are they doing again? They have heavy eyes. Anybody ever been to a prayer, a prayer night and you got some heavy eyes? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and they had some heavy. They had just had a big old meal. They had just gone for a walk. You ever go for a walk after you eat? You want to take a nap? And they had just gone for a walk. It's dark. The Lord is really going through it. He's battling. They're just sitting there going, I don't know what the big deal is. And they're going through it. It's why when we don't press, there are people that are going to come around us and they're going to be going through it. And if we're not careful, we're going to find ourselves asleep. And we're going to miss what they need. But Jesus came back. He said, you can't even stay. And then he goes and prays. And he prays the same thing. He prayed the time before. And then he gets up. He gets up and he goes back to them. And he sits with them. And it's that morning that the soldiers come. And they arrest him in the trial. And everything begins to take place. The beating. The, the, the crown. The, the walk of the cross up the hill. The cat of nine tails. The, the nails in the hands. And, and all of this because he was prepared for it. And that he was on that cross. And he was dangling. And they mocked him. And he could have called out at any time. Lord dispatch your angels to deliver me. But it didn't matter what he was going through because he had already pressed in and he said I'm there with it I'm here this is what it's going to be remove this flesh church this flesh is what we're battling and when we press through that spirit and you're saying how many times are you going to say press I'm going to say it until we understand that just sitting there it's not it just coming, it's not it. It's getting deeper into the press. If it was just being at the Mount of Olives, that's all they would have done. But they walked down into the garden where the mill was found and where the pressing was going to take place. There's going to be a time, Brother Caleb, that we're going to have to move out of what's comfortable and we're going to have to move into the press because that's where God has called us to go today. Matthew 26 and 39. He prays. Matthew 26 and 42. He prays. Matthew 26 and 44. He prays. And from out of that moment. He is betrayed. Beaten. And crucified. For you. And for me. But from out of that moment. Was the example. Of what pressing. Is all about. Pressing. Is all about. I got a lot going on in my life. Press in. Pressing is there's a heaviness surrounding me. Press in. Pressing is I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. Press in. Because it all takes place and it all makes sense when the oil starts to flow. Anybody got a testimony in here? 
You didn't know what it was until you came out to the other side and God began to show you why you had to be pressed. And now we sit here and we look back and go, my, 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 how great is our God. My, 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 how good is our God. It didn't feel very good when I was in the mill. But now looking back, look at what He has done. Amen? The type of pressing, a spiritual press of the flesh, squeezing out our desires. You got them, so do I. Squeezing out our lusts. You got them, so do I. Squeezing out so that the Spirit can move in. It's the flesh and the spiritual battle that we've been placing. It's in the press that the oil flows. We press into the Word. We press in prayer. We press in sacrifice. It's the oil that we need more of in 2024. Our services have been leading to this point and they're going to carry to lead because the Spirit of God has been flowing in this place and we are not going to stop it. We're just going to keep moving with it. I can't wait for the Sunday. We have three doors on this building. I can't wait for the Sunday and not just so it can warm up and we can open them. I can't wait for the, the service where... We move outside because the Spirit just says, move out the door, move out the door, move out the door. I was a part of a service one time, and a young man began to press. And you know what he did? He pressed himself all the way out the building. He started running laps around the building. That's weird. I thought so. But there was a pressing. I didn't know what was going on in his life. And you step back and you talk to the individual. There was a lot going on in his life. And the pressing that he went through just began to push him out the doors. And he was running laps around the building. And and you thought, well, that's just crazy. But it's what God pressed him into. Some, Some of us are refined. Some of us. Look at my tie. If I had a tie clip, it would be... Some of us are well put together. That press might mean you've got to throw off your jacket and flip it around over your head. That press might mean that you find yourself on your knees and you take that tie and you clean up your tears because you've cried so much. That press that God is looking for is not so that the olive oil can, or the oil, the olive can stay the same. It's so that His Spirit can move across it and make it more valuable than it ever was. Amen? Without the press, the church will never see our true potential. But without the press of the individual, the church can never be who the church is supposed to be. It's an individual. Press that leads to the body press. You can press one olive, you're not going to get a lot of oil. But when you press all of the olives together, you get a whole bunch of oil. That oil is not indicative of Tiffany or Ashland. That oil becomes together and it becomes the body of Christ because you can't tell what olive that came from. It's just the movement of the Spirit. It's what God wants to do. Let me give us an example this morning in the Old Testament of oil. And if we're not careful and we don't press, this is what we're going to see on the front side. But when we start pressing, it's what we're going to see on the back side. There was a widow woman and she was out gathering sticks. 1 Kings 17. 
She was out gathering sticks. Why was she out gathering sticks? Because she was going to make a meal for her and her son to die. They were going to eat a little cake and they were going to die. I'm paraphrasing, but please check in your Bible, 1 Kings 17. They were going to eat this little cake and then they were going to die. She tells this to the prophet. And the, because the prophet had the nerve to say, hey, can you go get me some water? She had no problem getting him water. That was not uncommon and uncomfortable for her in that time. The women would often go to the well. Like it or not, it's just how it was in the Bible. The woman would go to the well and get the water. She had no problem doing that for the prophet. But it's what he said next. Hey, go and make me a little cake first. Is when she replied, and, and, and part, pardon my paraphrasing, and I'm adding to the scripture. I just want to let you know. But this is the attitude that I got from her. You don't understand. I don't have enough for you. I barely got enough for myself. And you come with the nerve, not just to ask me for water, which I have no problem comfortably doing, but now you ask for everything that I have? How many times have we gotten that spirit with God? We come into a service or we're in our prayer closet and He begins to ask for more and we're like, I don't have a problem giving you this, God, but are you kidding me? You're going to ask me for more? That is the very definition of press. That is the very definition of moving out of your comfort zone. And this woman literally had nothing. Enough to fill her belly one more time and so that her and her son could then just die. Reluctantly, God doesn't care if we're reluctant or happy. He just cares that we give Him the chance. Understand, when you press, you don't know what's being pressed into you. When you press, you don't have the answer. Great is the mystery of godliness. What I want to do is be open so that I can experience it. And this woman reluctantly, she goes and she does what He asks. And He tells her and He gives her this word at the end. He said, if and when you do this, the cruise will never be empty until it rains. And it was never empty. We're sitting here waiting for God to do miraculous things. And he's saying, church, if you just press in just a little bit more, I'm telling you that your cruise will never be empty. Your hunger, your thirst will never go without because my presence will not just be with you on sometimes. It will be with you always until the end, saith the Lord. Stand with me this morning. God has called us to this point in 2024. Make no mistake about it. The oil is flowing. The oil is flowing. The question is, how much do we want the oil to flow? Do we want it just to be a little trickle? Do we want the cruise just to be filled? Or do we want there to be an overflow and an overflow and an overflow? Jesus said this, or the Bible says this in Luke 22 and 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was so great, drops of blood falling down to the ground. The agony of the press is not just a simple, oh Lord, hear me today, thank you. It's a press to go farther and deeper than we've ever gone before. I don't know what to do in that instance, Pastor. You don't have to. Just don't get in a rush. Just don't get in a rush. 
and allow the tarry of the Lord to take place. I found this online and I found it interesting. The most expensive olives you can find online are for $20 a pound. Seems crazy, right? Maybe not for you people that like olives. But then I found this. The most expensive olive oil that you can find online is from Greece. For a 500 milliliter little bottle of olive oil, $13,000. Wow. I say that to you this morning because we relate things a lot in the natural. And when you're looking at the spiritual, you look at your flesh and say, what can God do with it? And I'm just telling you, by the pound weight, not much. But when the oil is poured out, it's unlimited. But what about my past? It's unlimited. But what about the things I've done? It's unlimited. The value, the value is in the oil. And the oil comes from the Lord. I wonder why she prays today. I wonder if we could just turn this whole place into an altar. I wonder if we could just begin to talk to God this morning. Come on, I wonder if we can begin to talk to Him about oppressing. Maybe we've gotten comfortable. Maybe we're in the same spot we've always been. And today is a day to step out. But I wonder, church, if we could just take this moment this morning and allow God to press and we to press into him. Come on, let's pray this morning. Let's seek him out today. Let's not go without a response from him this morning. Let's not come in the same way that we let's not leave the same way that we came in.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message from the church. We hope you feel encouraged by the words you have heard today and would love the opportunity to get to meet you in person if you ever find yourself in Normal, Illinois. For more information on what's happening and to discover ways to connect, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and never miss a service. Also, follow us on social media. Find us on Instagram by searching thechurch.normalil or on Facebook by searching The Church. Direct links can be found in the show notes.